Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, welcome to On The Pace here on the Monday morning of Miracle Mile Week, the biggest race in Australasian harness racing is this Saturday night at Menangle. It's also Derby night at Menangle. A couple of great free-for-alls as well. It's the biggest night for the industry and we have drawn a superb field headed by the King. King of Swing looking to become the first horse ever to win three Miracle Miles, potentially even in the last race of his career. Driver Luke McCarthy joining us inside the next quarter of an hour, as is Aaron Dunn out of Victoria. He's the man behind Bondi Lockdown. Could he be the heir to the throne? Does he unseat the king from that throne this Saturday? The barrier draw is tonight to find out more about the logistics of Miracle Mile Week. David Watson from Club Menangle is joining us. Good morning to you, Wano. Hey, mate. Good morning. Mate, you've got a great Miracle Mile field. It's sometimes these things fall together by accident. Sometimes you can't control who's going to qualify. But when you roll down through King of Swing, Spirit of St. Louis, Bondi Lockdown, Expensive Ego, who was all but undefeated during the Inter-Dominions, get into the Newcastle Mile winner and the Chariots of Fire winner. It's a pretty darn good bunch. Yeah, it's a great field this year. What's exciting about it, we've got some of the, I suppose, the, the new breed coming through. A couple of nice four-year-olds there. Uh, you mentioned Bondi Lockdown. What a run he, he had in the Chariots of Fire, sitting parked in 47 and a half. Better Eclipse, um, deservedly so. Great winner of the Chariots of Fire. They've added some new blood into the race. Uh, we know we, how good King of Swing is. We don't have to keep talking about how good he is. But a couple of different ones. Mac Dan was fantastic at Newcastle. Great gate speed. Spirit of St. Louis. I think he just keeps getting better and better. He seems to be getting stronger. I don't know about you, Mick, but he definitely um, put his his name on the race, race last week, didn't he? Warraween Eating, a leading New South Wales side with over 60% winners from his first two crops. Check out his young stock at this season's upcoming yearling sales. Don't forget, Warraween Eating retired as the fastest horse on the planet. Yerubi.com.au Our apologies, we just dropped out there for a second. So yeah, one I agree, Spirit of St. Louis has gone from strength to strength. I think he's come out of the Inter-Dominions a better horse than he went into it. He is the $3 Second favourite with King of Swing, $2.20 to win his third Miracle Mile. Bondi Lockdown at $5. So, Wano, before we get to the barrier draw information for tonight, there was a little bit of consternation yesterday and on the pacer. Jack Trainer thought that stylish Memphis should have been in her second Miracle Mile. You would have been privy to the committee's discussions around the Miracle Mile selections. Was it close, which is basically a battle between expensive ego and stylish Memphis, or are you not allowed to tell us that? Oh, no, absolutely. It, it was. It was a good discussion. They, they were the two. We, Bondi Lockdown had all but locked his position in. It was that last, I suppose, ticket into the Miracle Mile. What people have got to remember, too, with the mares, up until a couple of years ago, this race was run on Miracle Mile night, so they had no opportunity to race into the Miracle Mile. 
And then the club, in its wisdom, decided to put a condition there on an outstanding performance in the Ladyship Mile could be considered into the Miracle Mile. Last year and the year before that with Better's Heart, both the mayors run sub 150 times to push their way into the field on exceptional performances. But the club looked at it and Menangle's been very good to Stylish Memphis. Stylish Memphis has been very good to Menangle. But this year, uh, under the conditions, the club, it was a 151.9. It was basically 30 metres behind the other horses. I know all she can do is win, but it wasn't the exceptional performance that the club was looking for. Where it come back to expensive Vigo, undefeated throughout the Inner Dominion series. His run on Saturday night was exceptional. He sat three deep when they went through that first half in 53 seconds. When he worked to the front, was only run down in the last 50 metres. They looked at both those runs. As I said, with Stylish Memphis, as hard as it is, it wasn't the exceptional performance we were looking for. So the club, in its wisdom, went expensive Vigo. The conditions say the Ladyship Mile winner can only go into the race. The emergencies are drawn from the two sprint races. So that's why she wasn't considered for an emergency position. All right, David, let's talk about heading forward. Thank you for that explanation. It makes a lot of sense to me. The barrier draw for the Miracle Mile is crucial. What time is it this evening and how do our listeners view it or listen to it? Yeah, that's um, tonight it's at the Country Club, very similar to the Inner Dominion Barrier Draw we had up there in December. That'll be on Sky 2. 7.539 for me with the 7.539. That'll be on Sky 2, live at 7.30. Okay, so they can watch that, then the markets will reopen very quickly afterwards. Wano, as a guy who's hoping to drive turnover on the race, but as a guy who loves the history of the race, do you want to see King of Swing draw well, bolt to the front and win the Miracle Mile, but maybe dominate the betting a bit too much? Or would you like to see him out there at five or six or something, just to make it a little bit more fun for everybody involved, but still potentially have that shot at history? Look, occasionally you've got to put the business hat on and for turnover and just not the expectation that he'll roll to the front. Um from a, a business perspective and a turnover perspective, of course, um, you'd like to... I'm not saying... You don't want any bad luck on anyone, but if you happen to draw seven or eight, it wouldn't be a tragic thing for the race uh, itself. We certainly got crossed there on Saturday night anyway. Um, I think it was Balraj and Bonsell Benjamin were able to cross him. Um, there's some horses there that have got fantastic speed. I'm pretty sure Bondi Lockdown's got plenty. Mac Dan's got plenty. So if they were to actually draw a nice marble, um, I don't know if the front would be there too easy. Um, It would definitely make a horse like Bondi Lockdown, if he was able to draw one, two or three, I think he's about fourth line on the betting, third line on the betting. He may shorten. Uh, A good barrier draw for Spirit of St. Louis wouldn't hurt uh, his chances and he may shorten even as well. So, And we've seen better Eclipse um, coming off a good speed, if it's able to draw a marble, uh, I'm sure its odds would be um, coming in a little bit as well. So, from a turnover point of view, seven or eight wouldn't be a gra- uh, uh, a bad thing for the club for King of Swing. But as I said, yeah, they all get to draw their own marbles tonight, and we'll just see how they see how that pans out. Wano, on that coverage tonight on Sky, will we also see the barrier draw for the New South Wales Derby on Saturday night? 
No, the, the barrier draw for the derby will be done today at the offices of Harness Racing New South Wales. Three fantastic heats last week. We've seen three great winners. Um, Tim's a trooper. Well, Grant Dixon had two winners, trained two winners. Robbie Morris drove it. was a fantastic winner. Then he trained and drove Leap to Fame. was a very, very impressive winner of the second heat. And then a, a Paul Fitzpatrick trained. Uh, Gavin Fitzpatrick drove a horse from New Zealand, Major Perry. Actually, Barry Purden and uh, Katrina Purden were here to watch that horse go around. They sent it over to Paul recently. Very, very impressive. Um, I think he sat parked there at one stage over the mile and a half and by the by the end of the night with about 400 inches of rain that we had here um it was a very impressive win that derby's a really really strong race this year so really impressed how that's come about and that'll be really important but those um barrier draws be done harness racing new south wales at lunchtime today for the new south wales derby all right well i know if there's people listening to this and and we are also thinking of our friends all around northern new south wales who are affected by the floods and we hope you're safe and we hope by the weekend um, they have receded and, and things are getting back to something like normal. But for people who, who aren't in that situation, one of them, they're listening to this and they think, oh, I could handle a lot of the trots. I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of history. Who can go and how do they find out more about Miracle Mile Night at Menangle? I'll go to the Club Menangle website. All the information is there. We've got a train timetable. Trains pull up out the front here, right at the front gates which is a fantastic thing for us. It's free entry. Uh, we have rides for the kids. We've got a heap of entertainment just for showing up. Um, there's a, a cash prize for just filling out a form for walking through the gates. Uh, there's still a restaurant uh, marquee. We've got the party marquee down in the lawn marquee. Those tickets are still available on the website. So I encourage everyone, if you can, hopefully the weather guides are a, a bit kinder to everyone, not just here, but everyone in, on the East Coast uh, come the weekend. And we'd love to see as many people as we can because, as you said, Mick, we've got maybe a piece of history, um, King of Swing, going for three Miracle Miles. So, one of that 7.30 tonight on Sky, on the, t- the racing television channel Sky 2, is that correct for That's the barrier correct for draw? for the barrier draw, yep. Mate, have a great week. I know it's an important time for you and for Bruce and everybody at the club and, of course, John at Harness Racing New South Wales. Mate, we're looking forward to it, looking forward to the barrier draw tonight. Then the chat will start, although the chat's about to continue here. Thank you, Wano. Really appreciate appreciate all your help, Mick. Thanks. A guy who doesn't talk a big game tends to drive and quasi-train a big game is Luke McCarthy. Good morning to you, Luke. Um, this must be a week of the year you just love. Yeah, good morning, Mick. Thanks for having me on. It's a hard task following Smokey on the radio, but nice to be talking to you. Well, I think people care more about what you say than what <laughs> hey, he says. <laughs> Let's get to King of Swing. Um, that was mammoth the other day. You were crossed off the gate, and the punters who took the dollar forty weren't feeling very good after six hundred metres. How were you feeling? I wasn't even Nick, to be honest. And then what happened? Because he just kept on running and running and running, and he broke the horses inside him, Luke. And I'm not sure it's his best performance because he's had so many good performances. I'm not sure what his best is, but you've been there for them. Was it his best? I think that was definitely his career best. He, um, you know, like he was so hard to get past when he was in front. But the fact of, um, you know, Bonko Benjamin getting across him early and and then I sort of strode up to have a little bit of a look to see if the front was there. And when it wasn't there, it was already going so fast. Um, I actually thought by the birdcage I might have been in the world of pain. But um, to his credit, he, he really 
you know, knuckled down and, and had a crack. And I think, yeah, that was his best run of his career. You told me for the Daily Telegraph story on Saturday morning you think he could potentially be in career-best form. He's a big, strong horse, but did that did that tire him? Was he a tired horse on Sunday morning, or did you put him on the water walker or have a little paddle around and up he goes again? Well, he, he pulled up unreal. He We always feed him massive after a race, you know, just to get try and get the weight back on him quickly and... He actually come home early. I had to drive in the last race. By the time I got home, he took his dinner out. And I get, we give him another feed. You know, so he, he ate up unreal. He pulled up super. So, yeah, hopefully that run's just brought him right on for this week. I know we have this week to take care of first, but if he wins a third miracle mile, what would it mean to you and Belinda, people who have been around this your whole lives, you've been around this beautiful horse for four or five years now, or three years now, if he was able to win three Miracle Miles and, and be the first to do it, would that be one of, the, one of the biggest achievements of your career? Oh, no doubt. And it's one of them things you don't really get too involved in thinking about it. At the moment, you reflect on it you know, later on if, if anything happens. But look, the fact that he's won two Hunter Cups and two Miracle Miles is amazing in itself. So look, we'll just stay focused on having him right this week and and hopefully spot on for the weekend. Are there any decisions, Luke, being made about what happens after this Saturday? Because there's a bit of a lull in the open class programme, and if he is going to go to start, at some stage he's going to need to let down. So have you had any discussions about the future of King of Swing? Yeah, all that's been said at this stage, Mick, is that the connections are keen for him to go to start and, and wanting him to go to start as as everyone, you know, like a Hunter Cup winner and the run on the weekend sort of stole thing for the breeders fresh in their mind. So, look, we haven't, nothing's been set in concrete. We just thought we'd get through the weekend first and then have a decent chat about exactly what's going to happen. Spirit of St. Louis or Spirit of St. Louis, um, I'm still not sure, but it doesn't really matter if he keeps winning. Um, he was super the other night, Luke. I don't see many horses come out of an inter-dominion, then rock down to Victoria, race about four times in five weeks and come back and perform like this very often. He must enjoy being a racehorse. Yeah, he's flying. He's just he's just progressively got better every little preparation he's had. And, you know, he's, you know I know he, Jack's driving him perfect, like giving him the right runs, opportunist style sort of things, but he does follow the speed. And he's just, he's thrived on that good racing and, you know, Jack's taking good care of him giving him good trips, so yeah, he, he just he's just really developed into a true grand circuit horse now. Expensive Ego got into the field. Is he going as well as he was during the Inter-Dominions, or is he just even one length off that? Oh, no doubt he's a length off it. He, you know, is set for that inners, and um, such a tough series on a, on a young horse, you know, he was only a four-year-old, I suppose, and um, you know, that might have just stung him a little bit. I personally think the Dominion should be moved back to March, uh, when it used to be, the end of the the end of the Grand Circuit season, so all them horses could go for a break straight after it, but it is what it is and um but he still went good on the weekend. Had to do a power of work getting around him and you know, had a horse like Lewis, you know, chasing him down who's in top form. So look, we weren't unhappy with him and 
he'll have a nice fresh week this week, and I'm sure he'll go on Saturday night at his best. All right, Luke. Um, I know you don't get to uh, to decide this, but if you did, if I said to you in Harness Racing New South Wales, said, "Okay, you can have any three barriers you want for these three horses. What barriers would you want for each of them?" Oh, I'd rather not say really because it's um. <laughs> let, let me guess. Do the numbers two, three, and four come to mind, or the numbers one, two, and three come to mind? <laughs> oh, I look kings. Middle of the pack could be nice. Um, doesn't, yeah, not really get too involved in it. Um, barrier one for Lewis would be ideal, you know, because he's just a good speed or sitting there close on the fence. But look, we're, yeah, there's no point getting into it. We'll just wait and see what happens tonight. What do you make of Bondi lockdown? Because we've got Aaron Dunn on next. He's probably listening right now. Um, what do you make of him? Because, man, he looks a good horse. Yeah, absolute machine. I was very impressed with him in the Bonanza. And then his chariot's fire run couldn't have been any better. So he's a serious horse and looks like he's going to be the next style of Grand Circuit horse, you know, coming through. What else do you take to Menangle this Saturday night? Because the team was really good there on Saturday. Old Cash and Flow got a win and he went super as well. Have you got one for us to follow? A pre-barrier draw, of course, for the Sky Sport radio listeners this Saturday night. Uh, I'm really happy with Max Shard. I, he ran a good fourth in the sprint Saturday, just working back into sort of peak racing fitness, and he'll go into the $100,000 free-for-all, which he won last year. Um, I think he'll be you know, really peaking for that run this weekend. Mate, you always seem pretty cool, calm and collected, and you and your brothers always seem to be smiling and showing off your big white teeth. What about Miracle Mile morning? Do you wake up on Miracle Mile morning and do you think to yourself, this is a big day? Or are you so used to that now, you just wake up, put your gear on and go with courses? Oh, I think it's one of them things, Mick. You just try not to get too wound up in it all. And, you know, you're there to do a job. So you just got to be focused and get the job done first and foremost. That's the most important thing. So, look, you just try not to get too hyped up with it and, just make sure the horses have all had a good week and you know, have, have, have a good night. On Saturday night, look at Madangle, and, and nobody drives there more often than you. It looked very urgent. There was no easy leads. In fact, basically none of the leaders won the major pacing races. Could you feel some intent out there? Could you feel, for example, of King of Swings race when Balraj and Bonsal Benjamin came charging across? Did, did it have that American-type feel to it on Saturday night? Oh, for sure, it was great racing. And, um, you know, I, I half thought Bonko Benjamin was a chance to cross from us anyway because it's so quick out. And, um, you know, it just made it a, a fast-run race. And, you know, it's done King a favour. It's, you know, proved that he can sit parked and run them times. And even moving forward as a stallion, it was kind of even after stallion making runs, you know, like, when he's in front and gets it his own way, yeah, he's hard to beat. But the deep park like that, that was, that was huge. Mate, uh, it's been a remarkable summer for you guys. There's been some heartache after the Inter-Dominion final. There's been a whole stack of major race wins. You've dominated Victoria and you've got three chances in the Miracle Mile, Luke. So to Belinda and you and to all your connections, your drivers, we wish you the best of luck, mate. Um, you, you'll know a bit more around 7.30 this evening, mate. So thank you for joining us on the radio today. No worries, thanks, Liz.
That's Luke McCarthy. He drives. Uh, Belinda, his wife, trains. They pretty much do it together. Jack Callahan and Chris Geary this week also involved in the Miracle Mile team. As much as they are icons of the industry, a man who will be hoping they finish second, third and fourth this week is Aaron Dunn because he drives and trains Bondi Lockdown. Thank you for joining us, Aaron. How are you feeling heading into Miracle Mile week, mate? Oh, yeah, very exciting, very exciting. Okay, where are you? Are you still in Victoria and when do you in lockdown or Bondi or whatever you call them turn up at Menangle? No, I'm actually out at James Ratrays and his partner Fiona's at Exeter, so no, it's a little spot out here. Did you not return to uh, to Victoria, Aaron? Has the horse been here the entire time? Yeah, no, because I brought up um, I brought up uh, my Corona for the Oaks, so she qualified on Charity night and ran around, and then I qualified Hot Deal for the Derby Saturday night. So, so that's um, what the go is there. Let's talk about Bondi Lockdown because everybody has been in love with him for a while, but particularly after his second in the Chariots of Fire. When you saw the times after the race and saw what your horse did and felt what your horse did, was that sort of hard to get your head around? Because 147 and change, sitting parked, is, well, it's getting to the world superstar type level. Yeah, look, it's it's hard. Like, I always tell people I'm not a Luke McCartney and had a heap of grand circuit horses but you know what his track work at home is and you know and what he'd run it at uh, Melton I thought well you know he's probably capable of breaking 148 but to actually do it and do it as tough and they went as hard as they did and still stick on it was it was great it was disappointing I didn't have that against his name because it would be a good stallion prospect but um, you know having a quicker mile rate a quick mile rate like that and it's even probably quicker than Lazarus yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable, Tom, and working hard. Just talking about the fact that you haven't had that many Grand Circuit horses, of course, this isn't your only job. You're not a full-time horse racing trainer, are you? You also have another business, so this is more of a very proficient hobby. Yeah, look, I've probably um, I've stepped back a bit from that business. You know, I've still got a bit of involvement, but I've sort of partly franchised it off to other, you know, another couple of fellas and and giving them a bit more, you know, even the fellas probably um, taking the main part of the business, a bit more of the reins and giving a bit more income so that I can, um, you know, he owns a half share, so I can actually concentrate a bit more on the horses. I sort of just said to Dad, you know, probably four years or so ago, have a bit more of a crack at this and, um, you know, spend a heap of money on fencing and, you know, just, you know, put a bit more involvement and bought it. Went back to the sales for the first time in 13 years and, Bought Shady as, and then the next year I bought Bondi and another filly that I bet it's a lot. Filly sits a trotter, so probably lucky that day to actually even buy Bondi because of another bid and I probably wasn't going to buy him. So, how many horses are you working, Aaron? Well, I've got all my racehorse team with me. I brought um, four up, and yeah, we you know, I had association with Stevie Blacker for a while, so he's actually gone home back to closer to home to his kids and, and taken his. Horses, you know, some with them and some, you know, we just probably had too many and was sort of tiring. We were up to probably 20, but now I've pretty much got four, maybe the trotter back home and and, and six, uh, six year olds. That's uh, rising two-year-old, oh, two-year-old now, so that's pretty much my team at the moment. So, yeah, probably, you know, probably got another five or six year olds to come through each year, hopefully, and, you know, work on the young ones and, yeah. But, yeah, probably got to concentrate a bit more on this better horse I've got at the moment.
for a guy like yourself, you, you have the option, and you've driven the horse beautifully, to, to put somebody else on. You could put on a Chris Alford or somebody like that and have them drive your horse all the time. Why do you want to be out there competing against these guys? Oh, look, you know, I probably still do love the driving and, you know, probably even over the years, you know, with Dad, I'd be away learning grain and he sort of knew he'd be wanting me to come back and, you know, I sort of, um, you know, love it even though it is a lot of pressure and I probably am do find the pressure of it a bit, but you can put those blokes on and then another horse comes along and, you know, they're driving that one and you, you haven't sort of guaranteed you got them and, you know, if I probably start driving them poorly, I'll... I'll I'll have a look at that because at least that when you own him, own him and train him and drive him, it's um you know you got the whole work. But you know I'd like to think I'm doing a good enough job at this stage and continue driving him if I can. Mate, you're handing him a treat. Um, what sort of horse is he? Because um, we see King of Swing a lot on television, and he just looks like a big, lovely statue of a horse. He's a magnificent horse to look at. But we're, we're getting to know your horse. So for the listeners at home, what sort of horse is Bondi Lockdown? Look, he's he's a very... Um, he's probably a placid enough horse for a cult. He lives in the... I actually, um, there probably a year and a half ago, I decided to put him in the paddock, just give him a spell, and I didn't have really many paddocks for him and Shade yet, so I actually shucked threw them in the paddock together and um, yeah they didn't even fuck with each other and, and they've sort of become mates since so where I used to be leading him into the paddock and doing six or seven rounds in circles he'd be on his back legs and carrying on as a, a yearling or early two year old um, now he just walks in with Shady and they're sort of good mates they'll have a little bit of a bicker but yeah I brought him with him and they sort of live together and um, he's probably not as you know a lot of people have looked at him and said, geez, he's not as big a horse as they thought because he sort of holds his head high and, and races so big and stride. But, yeah, otherwise, look, he can be a handful on the training track. I've sort of had him on the jogger for the last 12 months because he sort of reef and tear a bit, which... Um, but then I put him up the front of the jogger to keep him out of the... Um, keep him out of the... out of the dust a bit. And he got pushed on the jogger probably only 10 days before the Bonanza. So then I put him down the back, but they learn bad habits quicker than than um, good habits. And he sort of pushed it again. And, you know, where he the first time, he rubbed the hell out of his chest and had a heart rate of a 100, nearly 100, where he'd do a track record in Horsham and have a heart rate of 78. So I sort of had a few tricks. And then I tried him out the window and of a ute and back in the cart and then off the make of the motorbike and... But actually, since the chariot, he probably felt a bit jaded and he's been quite settled just sitting on the back of Shady has going around, so that's been good. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun there, Aaron. Um, oh, look, yeah, he, he took a heap of skin off me thumb off the mirror. Hang, you know, he stood the first day off out the, ute, out the side of the ute, and then the, and the next day he got pulling, and yeah, the next day off the, he, on the motorbike, he ripped the shoe off before he come up to the chariots, and yeah, yeah, he's and this is all before they're coming to the chariots and thinking, God, this could be easier than this. And, you know, even a few blokes <laughs> watched him, a few blokes watched him go around an angle with a few horses going around him, you know, on the back of Shady Yaz. And they were sort of, I think Ian Slater and Russell, Jack were watching him and they said, Oh, God, is he like that every time? I said, Pretty much. <laughs> so, Mate. yeah, he's not the easiest horse that way. But as far as handling around the, you know, he doesn't get, you know, real coldy against the mares too much. And, other than hot deal, they sort of had a bit of a bingle, a bit of a 
go at each other on the jogger one time, they don't like each other. But otherwise, you, you know, like pretty much a gentleman to do anything with. Well, mate, it's a, it's a great story. Yours is a great story. And congratulations on having the courage to, to step back from the franchise a little bit and, and get involved in the horse racing and, and live your dream. Uh, if that dream's going to come true on Saturday night, you could probably do with the good barrier draw. What would you like to achieve by, say, 7.45 tonight at the Menangle Country well, Club? Well, I thought of, number one, he, he may not have that quite pretty gate speed and may get crossed. Um, two's probably good. I, I have been told that no horse has won it from further out than barrier five at Menangle since it's been at Menangle. So that's probably not an ideal draw, to be honest, but... You know, and King of Swing. It'd be nice to draw inside King of Swing because at least then that'd give me the option to whether I put him outside, leave him outside me if I was able to find the front. Um, but he did go, he did go exceptionally good, King of Swing on Saturday night. So hopefully that might have taken the edge off him. Mate, we're loving the story. It's a great story. We're loving your horse. Um, thank you for taking the time to talk to us this morning and tell us some more about your journey and <laughs> the, the uh, peculiarities of, of Bondi Lockdown. Mate, good luck tonight. Um, we hope you enjoy the week, mate, and, and good luck on Saturday night because it's, it's no small achievement you're chasing. Nah, thank you. Very good. Thanks a lot. That's Aaron Dunn. He drives and trains and owns Bondi Lockdown, the, the fairy tale story of the Miracle Mile. But the king is going for three on end. It's never been done. And that happens at Menangle this Saturday night. You can be there to witness History Club Menangle. Their website have all the ticket information you could possibly need. It's very laid back. You don't need to be getting all dressed up and making a big song and a dance with it. If you want to take the kids along and enjoy it, you can do that. The barrier draw tonight, though, on Sky Racing 2 at 7.30. The barrier draw for the Miracle Mile. The pre-draw odds are open with tab.com.au. It's going to be a big week of harness racing here on Sky Sports Radio. Brittany Graham will be the next to check in with that at 10.30 for your next On The Pace on Wednesday morning.